Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. Welcome to Marsha's Place. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. the conversation hashtag Marsha's plate oh instagram facebook and twitter we want to hear what you guys have to say you can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's plate by contributing to this podcast you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time so let's get started oh new longer i should have been the first one First one to do what? Start the show. You can start the show now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Z just so happened to start it the other time. Uh-huh. You're late, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, wait, I'm doing it now? Yes, you are, bitch. You are late. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are we recording? Yes. <laughs> yes, so, they got a piece of, the, okay. of that realness. Y'all stop being nosy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. What's up? As y'all can tell, I'm starting the show today. Uh, Is that how you started? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, what's up, y'all? This is me and me late. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to March's Lane. <laughs> it would seem like we've had some. But we're not. We're being goofy. We're <laughs> goofy. All right. So, what are we talking about? <laughs> Wait. Oh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, by the way. Oh, happy oh, yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah, it is Sunday. We are recording on Sunday. Y'all going to hear this on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> but we're recording on Sunday. So, happy Mother Day. Happy Mother Day to all our moms that are locked up and away from their children. Yeah. You guys do not deserve to be in cages, but some of y'all might. The but. trans moms. <laughs> the trans the mom, moms. The lesbian moms. The non-binary moms. Uh-huh. Absolutely. All Wait, the can moms. can you say non-binary moms? Because you're non-binary. Binary. You don't go by him or her, right? Well, some of them don't. No, you you kind of got to ask them. Non-binary people get to, you know, they like, you got to ask them. <laughs> you so can't would it be dumb? I don't know. The non-binary dumb. <laughs> It just depends on what they want to do. That's how non-binary folks is. They get, they say we we stand in the gray area, and you know, ask us our shit. (laughs) We'll let you know. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so we had a debate going on before we started the show. You want to explain it, Mia? 
Okay, so we had a debate going on before the beginning of the show. A, a kind of little room talk before we got into the kitchen of Marsha's place. Right, right. Mm, got to and, cooking. Yeah. And we were, discuss- we were discussing when you first go on a date and a guy or a woman or whoever you're dating, right? No, that that's you- not the topic. Wait. That's not the topic, right? That is not. The, well, hold on, wait a minute. What a now. Donna, that's Z's topic. That's his literal topic. That's not the one two that we said we was gonna do. Oh, but I said. <laughs> See, this is why you don't get the story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. Why they gotta do me like that though? That see, Z, they, oh. can you tell so, us what our topic was that we were gonna discuss before we start our regular topics? What are the girl codes, guy codes, as oh. far as speaking to your exes or people you fucked around with, et cetera, et cetera? Mm. Everybody has their own individual codes, so just gonna go. Oh, that, that is one. true. So in regards to like. If your friends or your sister or somebody is talking to somebody, what's the level? When is it not okay for you to talk to them? How long does it take? Or do you even ever talk? And not necessarily we talk about what's are we everything. Like, is it just talking? Just got their number? What's the guideline? What's what's the guidelines? Okay. So I'm going to go first. Okay. Um. My thing is, if I, if I've been seeing this person, I don't care if we were just fuck buddies. It, excuse my language for people who are underage. Hopefully, you guys aren't listening. No, um, this, this is for grandfather. Okay, so fuck buddies, right? <laughs> if if we've been seeing each other for a really really long time, for like almost years or months. Then and I told my good girlfriends about this person. I mean, sometimes you don't have to be in a relationship with this person to have feelings toward this person, especially when, because with me, when I've had uh, fuck buddies before I was in a relationship, um, sometimes once I got to know them as a person, we probably did more things than just fucking. It would it would go to like we would have sessions where we would get to know each other. We would smoke or we would go out maybe here and there maybe right. and then you have those different variations where you have some fuck buddies where you just like girl you come over do your thing have a nice day right that no if i've told you about this person i've told you about my experiences bitch and i tell you i'm kind of fond of this person and i'm giving you all the details and then i tell you we and then we stop messing around and you mess with them I'm going to feel some type of way that's breaking the girl code yes okay you definitely can't talk to none of my exes well, you know, I've never. Oh, this is my first relationship, so. But that would definitely be one of my rules. Okay. Um. And then, oh, I'm kind of like on the fence because sometimes it depends on how I feel about the person. So, like, say for instance, you show me somebody, and we both have been messing with him, and I'm like, oh, girl, I don't feel mm-hmm. no type of way about him. Right. It just it really depends on how I feel about this person. But you would know <coughs> how I felt about this person by just interacting with me and just being in my life. Like I'm mm. I usually spill my tea. Right. Like I'm my open book. So if I spilled you tea about somebody and you go after them, I'ma feel some type of way. Okay. So what about if it's your first time messing with them and you tell me and y'all ain't messed around again? And ain't no feelings, but you enjoyed it, so you more than likely are gonna mess around with them again. Would it be off limits for me to fuck them? No. 
why? Because I don't have feelings. Oh, so ain't no feelings. But what if you ain't got no feelings for a nigga that you've been fucking with multiple times, but ain't no emotional, romantic feelings, but y'all just fuck buddies, and and I want to fuck with them. The longevity of it is the difference. The longevity. It's just mm-hmm. having mm, interesting. What about you, T? What's your rules? Um, I don't care if it was a fuck buddy, ex, or nothing. I'm not going to fuck with If you my friend, my real family, like my real friend, then you like family to me. So mm-hmm. I'll see them as like family. You know what I mean? That's just, that's weird to me. That's just me. But I'm not, I'm not you that see, thirsty. So you will see my fuck buddy as your family. <laughs> I mean, I'll see him like as your part of you. You know what I mean? Like that's My fuck you. buddy. I'm just, yeah. I'm not talking about my husband. I'm talking about my yeah, man. Yeah, even if it's your fuck buddy, like even if he's your side bitch, like I'm, I'm straight. Like I'm not that thirsty over people anyway to even care. But if you fuck with somebody that what I you fuck with, I'm thirsty. No, what? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> I'm saying my own perspective. Okay, my, my bad, my but <laughs> if you fuck with somebody I fucked with. Um, chances are, cause I I always get into serious stuff. But if it was like a, I'll be, I'll feel some type of way, and I'll be like, but at the same time, I'd be like, well, if me and them not together, maybe y'all could work out. So, mm. but at the same time, if you know I'm still in love with this person, and this person know you, my friend, she fucked up, so I don't want to fuck with her anyway. I don't care. Mm. Have y'all fun. Boom, bam. That but makes sense. If it's somebody that you knew I was in love with, it kind of be like, bro, like. I'll talk about it. I'll be vocal about it. I don't have a problem with that. And then I'll be like, okay, if we're going to do that, at least ask. You know what I mean? Just like, give me the respect to ask if that's mm-hmm. okay. And I, chances are I'll say yeah because I respect you for asking. Gotcha. Yeah, that does make a difference. Yeah. That makes mm. a difference. Interesting. So me, I, the rules are if I have talked to you about this person, mm-hmm. then they're off limits. If I've been in a relationship with this person, they're off limits. And f- as far as fuck buddy goes, I don't know. Like, it just depends. Like, so I had a dude on the show a couple of weeks ago and a lot of weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, if I mess, if I heard that one of my friends was messing with him, I would feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I, but like then it's another guy that I fuck with. If I felt like they was messing with him, I wouldn't feel no kind of way. Cause he is like a jump off. Like all I do is bust on his face. (laughs) 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 All I do is slut him out. And just he is a comrade. <laughs> and I expect that he's a comrade for somebody else. That's just mm-hmm. keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. So you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't have any emotional connection with this nigga at all. Like, he is just a long-term comrade. Like, you was just that person. Like, that. we just get our nuts off and we gone about our business. But then we got the other guy is totally different. Like, I feel some kind of way about him. Like, I feel, I would feel like... No, he's not my man, but he kind of is. <laughs> like, and no, I don't have no man, but you feel what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like that connection and jealousy, even though it's not justified because we ain't never been no official thing mm-hmm. for some reason. Like, if I seen him out at a, to dinner with some bitch, would I say something? No, of course not. But would I feel some kind of way? Yep. Would I be justified in feeling some kind of way? Nope. <laughs> but will I feel some kind of way? Yep. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's just something different about him. And I got a couple of hymns mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would feel some kind of way about if my friends fucked with them, even though they have never been my man. It will be like, mm. I wouldn't be mad where I would stop being a friend unless, yeah. unless I told them about them. Because if I told you about them and you pursued them, then, then I'm you questioning my pussy. I'm, I'm right. I'm I'm questioning your loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like you knew I was fucking with this nigga and you went and chased them, nigga. Like really, bro? Or not even if you chased them. If they pers- if they pursued and you, you didn't and you, stop it, you didn't stop it. I'm a I'm a I'm a question your, your loyalty. But let me throw some shade in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All these rules go out the window <laughs> when when I'm thinking about myself and chasing somebody who is my particular type. So say that one of my friends had this dude, and I not they man, not they man. I'm talking about like a fuck buddy, and they ain't been fucking with them for like a year. Like it's been a while since they fucked around, and that dude hit me up. If he just a regular old dude, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to mess with him because he used to mess with my friend and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But if he's not a regular nigga and he's just like a dime piece, perfectly my type, perfect dick, perfect body, perfect face, I might play with him for the experience. Oh, cute. And, and how my, about, is that kind of contradictory? No. Yes, it is. <laughs> But I'm keeping it real. <laughs> but it just changes it when this person is like, oh, my God, this is my sickness. But would you keep it in secrecy or would you tell the girl? Or would you say something if it was brought up? Mm, yes. It's kind of like ass don't tell type T. No, yes. I would say something because okay. I think that's like, I, I don't. That's To me, for myself, that's when it gets kind of witchy where mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I? It, but also, I tell the truth about shit because it's a pride thing for me, too, because I don't have a, um, it's something about lying that made me, that makes me feel like a person is punking me. Because it makes you, it makes you seem like you're not, you're not strong enough to, like, to basically tell the truth and handle whatever not consequences. Strong. It's, it, it, and, and I wouldn't say strong. I mean, it, strong it's about... Like I'm scared of you to tell the truth. Like you gonna whoop my motherfucker. That's what ass. I'm saying. You're not strong enough to to tell your truth. Like you're kind of afraid. You're afraid. Afraid. Yeah. I, I, like I'm afraid, and I don't like the feeling of a motherfucker. I'm scared to say shit. Bitch, I fucked them. What you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing to me. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm more like that. So I would never keeping it a secret would be more like I feel like they're trying to puck me. So I would tell it, but if I would feel some kind of way if my homegirl did it to me. I did have a situation I remember. Now that I remember, mm-hmm. so it was a girl that basically me and my homegirl. We weren't really home. Like we weren't really. Is friends this in like your? That. This is this is this is as my lesbian. lesbian days. Yeah. Yeah. So and with lesbians, it's real territorial. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, it was this girl I was on a team with, and she was like, "Oh, that girl was fine, blah blah blah," but never made like. Never tried to talk to her or nothing like that. And then the girl came on to me and ended up liking me. And then I fucked with her and the girl felt some type of way. I was like, you can't be mad. Like, 
You didn't even make a pass at all. You said it was be fine. The bitch is fine, so I know <laughs> I, that. I acted on the fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I it's got kind of like you ain't make your plan, girl. Well, that's different because yeah. they didn't get up. It's like you didn't shoot your shot, my but nigga. you can't do no type of way. Like, <laughs> like, I like you were scared. <laughs> And it was a fucking three pointer. Right. What you what you gonna do? You gonna take me to the candy store and say I can't handle candy? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I can see that. I, but I'm talking about if after that, like, say he had already shot his shot and succeeded. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, would it yeah, be different? Yeah. Would it, you would have acted differently? Um, oh, that sound like shade. <laughs> that arm was too long. <laughs> I'm trying to think because we weren't really friends like that. So you would have shot your shot. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Shade. So you would have played. You would have went. Yeah, we wasn't friends like that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, it was just like we were just teammates on the team. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. That's not like that could be a potential twirl. Not hell no. No. Depending on because you know how some, some people, people be crush crush on like people for a long time. They nervous. They don't want to talk to them. And then I'm like, oh, I really like him. He is so cute. I don't want to fight because I know when some women do that. Like, oh, he's so attractive. I I want to talk to him, but I don't know how to. And then the the girl they tell him that to might be like, oh, I never looked at him like that. And then they see what you see, and then they got a more bolder personality, so they end up going talking to them, and then. You end up feeling some type of way because mm-hmm. they went and talked to them, but you didn't make it clear that you was gonna talk to them. Yeah, that's true. I can see that happening, mm-hmm. but that never happened to me because I'm more I'm a shoot my shot type person too. Like if I'm more passive aggressive, like I'm never the girl who's gonna come up to a dude and be like, "Hey, what's up, baby? You fine?" Da, 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 da. That ain't my style, but I will purposely put myself in a, the situation to make him be able to come holler at me if he wants me. So oh, I will be, cute. I will aggressively put myself in his space. <laughs> like I remember when I was in high school one time, I got myself stranded, so he would have to take me home. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get yourself stranded? I told him that the last bus came because I'm supposed to catch the bus home. I told him that the last bus came at. Um, 11 15 but the last bus actually came at, at 10 30 and so we was out there at 11 waiting for the bus i knew the bus wasn't coming <laughs> <laughs> and he was like well i could just let you spend a night at my house and we can go to my grandma's house she live up the street and she nice she'll let you spend a night and i was like oh cute and she could take you home in the morning so i got to spend a night with him at his grandma's house Mm. And it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So I put myself in a situation to try to get him. So I never really, it's never aggressive like that for me. Mm-hmm. It's because tactful. I feel it's it's real passive aggressive. Like I, it's aggressively being passive, <laughs> being <laughs> being coy. Yeah, it's real tactful. So I never like I was never like that. So that leads us to Z's conversation. In regards to like the rules of dating and the rules of yes. stuff like that. So, what's yes. your topic today? So, um, basically, me and Mia, we came to a point where it's kind of like we get real, uh, like, weird about like who's going to pay for what and blah, 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 blah. So, now I'm seeing like in a relationship, you kind of got to, it's a balance. But whereas in the beginning, it's like, in the beginning, it's like, when you first start going on dates, it's like, do you keep going with those cis heteronormative rules or um, like as trans people trying to break the binary, you know, making a space to where people can, that's not passable, can navigate through the world. So it's like, do we keep those those societal things going on? 
in regards to like because in like paying for dates and doing you know just stuff like that like who's gonna pay for the dates who's gonna open doors yeah yeah wait yeah. open doors why does that gotta be questioned because that's a um yeah that's a cis heteronormal yeah. like kind of social rule of yes. dude a dude dating a but girl. i need that that's like okay that's like being a gentleman and like being a lady you want me to come to the table with a dress on and see with my legs open or do you want me to cross them or do you want me there's there's gotta be it has to be it don't ha- it, it can't is- Oh, but that depends on you. Yeah. Oh. It depends that's, on a person. That's what we're discussing. So okay. Oh. So for me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All this bullshit I'm talking about shattering the binary. I have made it fully clear that a motherfucker who's dating me, we in the binary. <laughs> so you're 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 not a non-binary person. I'm not a non-binary person. Like I'm okay with the role, the traditional roles that a man plays in a relationship and the traditional roles that a woman plays in a relationship. That's for me. Do I acknowledge how it can work differently in other relationships and I don't judge them that? I do. Yes, I acknowledge it and that's cool. But my man, (laughs) somebody dating me, Mm -hmm. you are going to pay for the date. I don't, all this, um, whatever the feminism and I should, we should go Dutch and I should pay for the date sometimes, mm-hmm. bitch. No, see, the, you yeah. are paying for the date. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, like, like I think in certain, in certain people, they say, Hey, um, if you ask the person out on a date, you pay for it. Uh-huh. I'm never going to ask no nigga out on a fucking date. I'm never going to say, Ooh, Hey, you're so attractive. I would love to take you out on a date. I would feel like a fucking man. <laughs> it would like make I, me feel like a corny ass bitch. Like, I like would, I don't got niggas. Like, it's so many things that I would feel about that. That sounds bad because you shouldn't. Oh, that. Oh, I'm just being that? real. That no, not, that's that the truth. I would feel like a corny ass bitch that can't get no motherfucking nigga. You right. That's how I would feel. I don't care how everybody else no, feels. I'm just saying I don't how want I would feel. Other women to feel because I know aggressive women I'm that are like that. About me, if they want to be that, that is fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's true. If you want to be aggressive and you want to be like a man or your type of woman, then, you know, go for it. But that's not me. And I want to do to ask me out on a date. I want him mm-hmm. to be confident. I want him to be assertive, um, a level of respectful aggression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want that. I want to feel chased. I like to feel chased. I like to feel that he's coming after me. He's coming, um, you know, he's coming. (laughs) It's a a, a statistic statistic that men like to chase. Yeah, I can see that. And I want men that like to chase. And in the process of that chase, if you ask me out on a date, you pay for it. Yes. See, I'm not like that. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I am like that in the beginning. Like, but say, for instance, somebody took me out on a date. And I'm not sure if they're going to pay or not because I don't, I don't discuss this. I, I feel like sometimes some things should already be said. Like if we, okay, we go out to eat. So I want to take you on a date. I'm going to make sure I have a coin just in case you one of them niggas that be like, oh, I got my part. Or if we, if something went sour within what? the first date. I'm that girl because I'm just like, I got my own shit. And if I need to, if I roll with you, then I can catch a ride back to my house. Like, I got my own shit, but if you ask me out on a date and you, if I don't care, if you do not pay for this date, yo, 
<laughs> like I can't like I can't imagine being in a situation where a nigga was on a date with me and said, Oh, well, the bill comes and he and he says, Well, I got the 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 filet mignon and the side of da da da, da and you got the da 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 so mine came up to $36 and yours came up to $27. So here's my 36. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that situation, I can't imagine being in that situation. Uh, that's, that's actually happened to me. I'd be so unbothered. I'd be like, okay. I see where I, I don't take offense to it because it, some, some guys be like, offended. I really don't have I'm the money right up now. And walking off. I want to go out with you, I'm but leaving. I don't have the money. So I have the money to pay for my portion. I just don't have the money to pay for yours. And I'm understanding Why in that regard. Why you take me out on a date then? Because I want to be in your company and I'm going to get to know you. I like you as an individual. Stop. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like you just ended every chance that you had with me to any future so if you enjoyed this date and we didn't got to the end and you decided not to pay i I feel sorry for you bro because we this is never gonna happen again like you are blocked <laughs> i'm getting up and leaving like i'm literally getting up and leaving you're not paying for nothing i'm not paying for shit <laughs> somebody gonna be in the back watching dishes good luck bro <laughs> yeah. just i can't even imagine the feelings that i would feel is it you quiet Okay, because we've been going, we've been having really good controversy. I don't like to interrupt people. Go ahead. We're having having a conversation. When you have a conversation, you speak when you want to (laughs) speak. Go ahead. Okay, so my take on it is I'm already kind of, I already have a non-binary mindset because of coming up as a lesbian. Uh-huh. And so with when I was with a women, beautiful girl, right. and that's a, that's an element that you have to add to that. You yes. were a girl who had <laughs> yes. things that was still idealistically pretty. You had pretty yes. eyes. You was light skinned pretty hair. Da 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 da. Right. So niggas probably spoiled your ass when you was dating niggas. They do. And then totally. when you get to dating <laughs> bitches, they get to own yeah. that bullshit. So you just had a lot of privilege coming from your pretty yes, privilege. Yes, yes. So basically, I'm kind of already out of that mindset. However. I'm a gentleman and I'm not I'm okay with the with the binary when it comes to certain things. However, I feel like a lot of men are underappreciated. And I say that because I have a, a father and um that I grew up around and was raised by. So I would see he does so much and he's such a provider and so selfless and we'll go all out for my mom's like on Mother's Day, like stuff like this. Go all uh-huh. out for my mom and on Father's Day it's just, oh here you go, Daddy. It's just like I see men get a lot of the backburns because it's like it's like, oh men not emotionally tuned. They don't really care. They're providers anyway. So it's kinda like I see that as problematic, not finding a balance. So I you agree. have to really be with somebody. You See, know. I think that does balance it out. Like, men get paid more than women. This oh. is on some whole thing. And so, a mother getting appreciated a little bit more, especially all the things that moms have to do in raising children that dads just don't do. You can provide. You can provide the money to pay the bills and pay the home. But technically, you kind of providing that for yourself, too. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and but the mom is usually the one getting up, changing diapers. Not to say that dad doesn't do that all the time. Getting up at seven o'clock. But the nurturing the children, the mom has that. Got to get up and breastfeed. Like when when the baby's hungry, she got to get up and put her titty in his mouth, not the tray. You see what well, I'm saying? So I think I feel like it balances it out. Maybe because I had a dad that went just as hard as my mom. In I have a different ways? take on it. 
Like he went hard, not really emotionally, but my mom worked so much it wasn't really an emotional, a deep emotional connection. But however, there is a deeper natural emotional feeling, gravitation you t have towards your mom. You listen to her in her stomach and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, well, cis moms, but um, mm -hmm. cis moms. Yeah, cis moms. So. Okay, I got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, <laughs> my, that went above my head. <laughs> <laughs> so you you the one you have, and then plus my mom had me naturally. She breastfed me, everything. So there's already like a, a, a connection. deeper connection. Yes. But you know we went all out. But I see my dad went hard, like as far as providing, making sure we did like we didn't go without. Like he was nurturing as well. We took showers together. We he was just that type of dad. We do everything together. Mm -hmm. So I felt like. Hmm. I felt some type of way. Me coming in the world as a man, how people think you're not emotionally in tune with yourself, and that you could just take whatever. You know what I mean? So I see like that as a problem. But I do, I do feel you on the men getting paid more. Yeah, I feel and like I men should be providers. That's how I feel. Cause my dad was a provider. I feel like I should be a provider mm -hmm. and a gentleman. So I do have mm -hmm. a, a a mixture of non-binary and binary. I can see how you it will be an adjustment to go from the space you took up back then to the yeah. space of not necessarily being forced, but to be expected yeah. to be, oh, I got to pay for all the dates now. I didn't used to do this yeah. before. I can see how <laughs> that could be an adjustment. I yeah. can see that. I don't know. I just, and I don't judge him, but like if my homegirl said, oh, I went on this date with a guy and we went Dutch. Like I wouldn't be like, well, let me see. I wouldn't verbally say girl what <laughs> but in my mind i'd be like oh that's my duty that's not me because <laughs> that's not something i would do ever i don't know so, i've always told my sister that okay so what happened to my sister one time because she's the same girl she's just like you diamond she's like on oh, the man gotta pay well she's had this in you know this this mindset and she's went out with the trade a couple of times and i said always said bitch listen you don't ever go out with the trade. What I'm sorry, but you never go out with a man and not have no money. So she went out one time, and I guess they didn't just have no prior discussion, and the bill came, and see, he said he only had enough to pay for himself. Child. I said, and she didn't have no money on her. What a walk I was out. like, <laughs> oh, I, would have left. I know, right before he left. Oh, you. I was like, got right up. <laughs> but now she keep a coin on her. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm that girl. I'm like, I got my, sh I got my own cover. Like, if you don't it's got it. It's not about me not, more than likely. I'm not. I'm not saying that you don't got it, but I just, yeah. I think it's, I have this, and, and this is something that I struggle with. I have like this independency where I don't want to ask nobody for anything. I'm so like that, that kinda, too. But, but you asked me on a date. Right, but it it it, it lingers into that. Oh, like mm -hmm. me not having to ask nobody for anything. Would I, do I like when I'm getting, when I don't have to pay for anything and I'm being catered to? Hell yeah, I do. I like free dates. <laughs> it's nice. But I do think. That it would be nice if the man has paid probably like three or four dates that you treat them sometimes. Like, hey, babe, you know what? You you did it this time. Like, because that's how me and Z do. Like, when but it's different. Y'all live together. Y'all in a relationship. That changes. This was like, before, though. Even before. Even before. Okay. Yeah, well, when we first started dating. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's not me. <laughs> but I, it, when I'm in a relationship and we've been 
friends and we've created a, a thing. Mm -hmm. If I say, hey, y'all want to go to the movies? Let's go to the movies. It's not going to be me asking you for a date. We friends enough to where I'm saying, hey, I got you. Don't worry about it. Come mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. it, we have built up a friendship where I can do that. I'm not really asking you out on a date. I'm just, yo, we cool. After a couple of dates, like you said, after mm -hmm. a couple of dates, we have a friendship now. We talking on the phone. I ain't got shit to do. Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you, yeah. yo, let's go hang out. To be honest, I don't even like dates and spending money. I feel like you really bond most with a well, person. Well, this is new. When you, she always do that, don't she? <laughs> what, you, you know you get to express yourself. Every so time I say something, this is new. You know what I Really? You know, I like to go out to the movies all the time. <laughs> but I don't really, my, my thing is when I like to bond with people, I don't really like loud music. I like to just sit and talk. Like, how we doing now? Just smoke, mm. talk, and have a heart-to-heart -to, -heart to see where your mind is. But I, I don't think date has to cost money, though. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm, so I'm also a person who's like, well, this, is what, this is the perfect date for me. If we have, like, so I usually meet people online. So our conversation is usually starting off online because I'm a trans woman and it's kind of unsafe to kind of start a relationship in the street because I got to tell you my tea on the street or, or you get what I'm saying? It kind of gets weird. Online, I can just give you the tea and did that. But once we get past it, you know my tea and mm -hmm. okay, it's going to continue. <laughs> Let's have some s substantive conversation yeah, about. Like what is our common interest? Which is what is the things that we have in common? What are um, what do we like? What we don't like? Blah 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 blah. In regards to our interest, right? Plan our date around those interests. Right. It does not necessarily mean that oh, we're about to go to this dinner. That is yeah. a typical date, and I'm okay with that. I won't be disappointed. But if you, if a guy, if I tell a guy, and we in our conversations, is I tell him I like fine art, and we start talking about how what artists we like mm -hmm. and then you get me some free you get you go and hustle up some free tickets to take me to this or you want to go on the day where it is free yeah you get what i'm saying you figure something out to where I, we go to an art exhibit that's free and you're gonna come pick me up and we go to this art. that right. is a that's day super too. thoughtful it's to me. thoughtful when it's free it's, and then it's at the right place exactly it's, it's like that's so convenient for both of us so we don't have this awkward it doesn't have or, to be caught it doesn't have to cost and it is a date that you planned that you planned out i like the idea of you saying hey i'm gonna come pick you up at five o'clock be ready and i get cute at four at four for um three thirty i'm getting showering shaving my legs and <laughs> getting beat and you know getting ready for you to come pick me up and we go on this date that you planned right. that's and then we have time to talk and do the free unpaid things but because yeah. niggas are trash usually <laughs> they just be like dinner they, movie oh, we dinner gonna fuck movie. you ain't gonna <laughs> oh if i pay for this dinner she probably gonna give me some ass it, they, they're not putting thought in the date right. you see what i'm saying they're not putting they don't give a fuck they're just fucking trying to get you off the internet to meet you in person mm -hmm. <laughs> and fuck. So that's usually what's the case. So they're not trying to put any thought in it. Mm -hmm. The thought is to get you in my presence so I can woo you out of your panties. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it feels like. So it's not necessarily that it, it doesn't have to cost. So when I say it's not about 
the date costing like oh he has to pay and he uh spend all this money in the and he have to take me to the finest restaurants yeah. where it costs this much and they start filet mignon and da 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 he gotta show me it's not that it's yeah. not that at all it depends on the guy no no I'm talking about what my expectations are but. But no, my expectations are that if you if you approach me and when you approach me, you pull out a white, uh, uh, um, you talking about how much money you got and all this extra and you show me a big fat wad of money and you telling me because, you know, a lot of men try to draw you in about what they expense. Oh, I drive this. So I got this. OK, so when we're going out, I'm going to expect this. Oh. Don't take me to something that's like You're that girl. I am that girl. That makes sense. Because I, if you're going, if you're going, if you're going to give it, bitch, just give it. Don't, right. So if you don't what be about mediocre, like a celebrity, like if it's a celebrity that's coming at you, and you know they got the coins, you're not expecting no cheap date. And they take no. you to Pino's Palette, where it's art. So you like art. If they don't take you to it, dep- I said the approach. Now I didn't say <laughs> no knowing. Oh, them. okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's the approach. See, see me. I don't go to date. If you approaching me about yeah. some motherfucking money, I'm going to client. Right. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not, because you approach me with money, I'm gonna say, okay, well, great. How much are you giving me? Like, how much do you have to give me so we can skip all this day shit and right. just get to the right shit? <laughs> Right, that's disrespectful to me coming at me with some money. You gonna end up losing out on a coin? Cause what if you could foot? Oh, I sound like a girl digging a (laughs) mine. No, I'm like, cause you could finesse it into something that's way bigger instead of going to the trying to get to that package. How many times? I know you. I've been friends with you for a long time. How many? Hey, (laughs) hey, hey, auntie. (laughs) Hey, how many times have you finessed the situation? And, ah! and it, <laughs> and oh, it worked, bitch. God. You you ain't got no sugar daddy well, like sorry, I know. <laughs> D just took off his headphones because I screamed. I gotta stop doing that. I get excited, bro. My back eardrums. To, back, back to the point. <laughs> I ain't seen you finesse the situation. I see you try, but you ain't. You not supposed to do that like that, Diamond girl. <laughs> see now. I be going to Diamond for pointers, okay? And she don't spill all my tea. Now I seem like all oh, weak bitch. I don't know how to finesse I'm no saying, niggas out no coin. No, I don't. You, now I don't finesse some coins. You just didn't know about it, girl. But it it wasn't the big coin. You don't know. Exactly. That girl. <laughs> exactly. Those motherfuckers it never finesse into some big ass thing. They don't. You it's, get it's what you can get. Yeah, it's a learn. Yeah, it's they easy. luring you in. Yeah. They really don't want to f- fucking spend no money, or they really ain't got no fucking money. It's disrespectful. It's not gentlemanly. It's not gentlemanly. Absolutely. Hold on, because my good girlfriend. Well, you know, it's different. From it's some disrespectful, and it's not no, gentlemanly. But what I was gonna say is, some, <laughs> I, I, I was about to compare myself to my sis girlfriend because I've seen her just have God just pay for everything and not even have sex with them. But this is a cis female and she has body. So uh-huh. that makes it a little bit some more different. Some girls are lucky and there's a di- it's just a different pond. Uh, yeah, you know, some girls are lucky and, you know. That's the but there's cool. other cis women who aren't that lucky. Truth who don't get shit all paid no for shit. <laughs> You know, it yeah. just depends. You know, that goes back to those privileges. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess I try not to be... I try... To be less binary, I don't know. Let me not lie. So I don't know certain aspects. I try some like, but when it comes to dating, no, I don't try to be less binary. Yeah, I you like what you like. I like what yeah. I like. It's not gonna change. I'm 37. That part of me is not gonna change. Right. Um, but if I've been with talking to a dude, but also if we on date date seven, <laughs> not necessarily 
I'm just saying, saying specifically. Seven. Not that specifically. <laughs> but we done been dating a, a more than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It, mm. We're in that seven to fifteen range of a date. Mm. More than likely, I'm looking to say, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, are we about to make this official, or are we about to? Because we on date ten, seven, eight, nine, ten. We clearly like each other's company. We enjoy each other. So the point of me, the point of me dating, is to move to the next level. Really? For me, I just use guys for their dates. Just to be honest, <laughs> like I don't got nothing to do. Hey, what are you doing? Are oh, you want to go to the movies? She oh, told me that too. Right I don't think she remembers. She be like, I like to go on dates. I was like, oh, cool. I mean, oh, if no. the only time this nigga hit me up and he, that's all you want to do is go on to the movies and or you all you want to do is do this and that's something that I like to do, then okay, that's what we're gonna do. Oh no! See, I don't. I don't. And we'll continue people. to do that and continue to do that and continue to do that. Oh no! See, I have a guy who I wouldn't use people for their dates. That Denise, that's so what bad. it sounds like. No, but no, <laughs> but they're using me too for my company. That's true, but still, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I was a dude, I would feel like it was late. But I it's guess not if, late, but if he's you... getting the company out of the date, I guess it's cool. hell. Yeah, I would put myself in that situation because I date to get in a relationship. Yeah, too. that's that's me. Yeah. I'm like I'm not dating no nigga just to be out with this nigga. Uh, uh, not to be out with them because I want to go see this movie. That well, just I'm came talking out. about. Not just to be, I'll go if I want to see a movie. I'm gonna well, take I myself. Wanna, I want to go eat. Right. I'm hungry at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, you just said you had a feeling of um, I like to be able to do for myself. I want no nigga to. Da, 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 da. I'm saying if this guy is always paying, if that's what he does, if that's our ammo, like if, he, if that's the only time he hit me up, it's like, oh, you want to go eat? Okay, then, bitch, I'm on my way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna be there and for okay. free food. Yes, mm. sir. I don't know. I do, it's a I, lot of women that think like that. Though. I can believe that. Because niggas so complain about it. Some yeah. niggas complain about yeah. that. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all not going to make me problematic. No, no. I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying a lot of people feel that way. So yeah. don't feel bad if you, you know. No, you feel bitches that way. are sorry. It's hard. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say it. That's Y'all fine. are using me for vittles. But I guess it's a part of that balance. So, yeah, you make more money, so pay. <laughs> do what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever right. you feel comfortable with, find you. somebody that match your interest. Find somebody that match your from interest the from you the get go. You got text messages. Have these conversations. Yeah, you yes. got text. Yeah. You can text and see Don't what this going. Don't be afraid to ask somebody if they're going to cover your charge. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to have them conversations. Yeah. Then you won't be like your sister in a situation where a nigga ain't go pay. No, or I've been in the same situation too. Yeah. No. Baby, but I still I tell y'all, imagine. make sure you bring your like. Cash. I would probably throw my drink in his face. Ooh. Like I would be livid. Tessa's done that before. Yeah, I would be living. I'm not that bold because that me that's starting a twirl situation. So that I'm ready for. I'm not ready to go to jail. <laughs> I got. I don't know. She anyway. <laughs> So, this is a community alert. At 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on May 12th, a kayaker called Dallas Police Department to report a body in the creek near the 1600 block of Merriman Parkway in Lake Highlands in Dallas, Texas. The Dallas Fire Department official pulled the body from the creek on the same exact day. The person in question is about five foot three and weighs about 130 pounds. The body was in a severe state of decomposition 
and they were wearing a black shirt, black scrub pants with no tattoos or identifying marks on the body. The Dallas Police Department is seeking the help of the public to identify this person since the body doesn't match any description of any current missing persons in case. If you know any trans women that you have not talked to, in, if you're in Dallas, if you haven't talked to them, if you haven't heard from them, if you know anybody that you just just haven't heard from that matches the subscription, make sure you get in contact with them and seeing because, you know, we live isolated lives. Our family turns their back on us. So we don't have a lot of people always in our lives to be able to check on us. So if you are your, if you if any of your sisters are gone and you haven't heard from them and you live in Dallas, then this might be something that you might need to look into if they fit the description. If you have any information regarding the identity of this individual, please call the Detective Cheney with the DPD Homicide Unit at 214-671-3650. The death is currently being classified as unexplained. Um, we are waiting on the Dallas County Coroner Office to tell us, Medical Office, Examiner's Office to tell us what's going on. Um, there are specific things that are making them assume that this is a trans woman. So if you have any information, contact the Dallas Police Department Homicide Unit. All right. So in honor of Mother's Day, Mother's Day. I want to talk about our experiences with our mothers. Mama. What song is that? Mama, you know I, I love you. you. Yes. Mama. I don't know the words. <laughs> well, who is that by? Mama. Bell. No. No, it's no, not all boys, you. Boys, boys, boys and men. Boys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were supposed to say Bell did devote. Yeah. Bell Biv DeVos. Wow, I said that so <laughs> So wrong. <laughs> Bell did um, Money, is that you? <laughs> Bell, you gotta go. See? What's the oh I was about to sing the R. Kelly song. No. He is, <laughs> he is on mute. <laughs> Hashtag mute trans. R. Kelly. Have y'all heard that song? Say it. Hashtag mute. Don't you know I love sweet say Oh, sweet lady. Don't we're you not know. singing R. Kelly in here. Yeah, we're not. I'm sorry. Okay. Mute yeah, inviting Kelly. demons. I, I'm sorry. The, at that time he was <laughs> Predatory <inviting> demons. <laughs> yes, he was. Fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> right. And Bill Cosby. Right. Mm. Who else? And, and Chris Brown. Right. I've been saying that for the longest, but all the girls are like, he's so fine. He's just I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he is fine, and that dick is big and long. I mean. Well, not fat. <laughs> not fat. It's skinny and long. So that means it's going that to don't mess mean it's up not good, inside. though. Yeah, but anyway, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yes, so let's talk about... Our mothers. So. I feel bad. What is your first memory of your mother? My first. Wait. Oh, wait, oh wait, no, wait, at wait, this wait, moment. Wait, 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 like. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Your very first memory. Like, I don't care that you consciously remember about your mother. The oldest, oldest memory. Okay, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Is your mom. Your mom isn't white. She's Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yes. But she's Spanish, okay. right? But she's like white Spanish. Yeah, and okay. and some Native American. So okay. that's kind of that's like Mexican. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Native American Mexican, same thing. Yeah. And then yours is white. My mama has black somewhere in her I family. Don't even she know told what that me. means. You look like a white woman, baby. But she. <laughs> 
Where is this black hat? <laughs> yeah, I never heard that one. I never heard that. Let Where? her tell us she got black in her family. They all You know, do. Eula goes and gets. They might. That might be she true. She gets her perm. She gets her African best. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> baby, she gets African best. Because she do got curly hair. Your hair. No, she, she does not. Oh, it looked curly. It, well, that was a perm. She got a curly oh, perm. Oh, you know, uh, you know when black people say perm. I'm, yeah, you, you know, old straight. school is straightening. Oh, no. But she get her she curly. got an African best to oh, straighten okay. her hair. Okay, Even right. though it's straight, she just had puffy hair. Okay. So to tame it. She showed me this book, and somewhere we, her family were royalty. Like oh, they had a castle nice. and everything. I but said, they oh, was white. <laughs> no, wait. I've seen my family tree. I had some black people there, too. Slaves. They look like pilgrims. That's interesting. The black people and look like pilgrims. And that's like the shame. It was some man with a uh, whole slick rig thing going back saying, don't y'all look alike. I said, no, we don't. <laughs> Why, why? First of all, why are you gonna compare me to the man with the slick with the slick bag? That's shady. First of all, <laughs> oh, damn, man. I can't wait to get this FFS so I can switch it up because that's shady. So tell me your oldest memory of your mom. Okay. Positive memory, shit. Well, my oldest, <laughs> the oldest memory of my mom. Um, the first one that always comes to my mind. Is how old um, were you? I think I was like four. Um, my we were walking on, we were walking on a bridge, and then we were coming down to the lake. Mm-hmm. And my mama had some bread, and we were going down to some ducks, and mm-hmm. I guess we were feeding ducks. <laughs> and I went to feed the ducks, so my mama gave me a piece of bread, and I don't know. I, I threw the bread, but the ducks didn't know that I didn't have no bread. And so they started chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> so all That's I can remember cute. is just running to my mama, Kiki, at me. <laughs> As you said, you get chased by the ducks. <laughs> what about you, Z? What's your oldest memory of your mom? Oh, y'all don't think I'm weird for this, but sometimes I still have dreams of when I was in the womb. Like, oh, I'd, wow. I'd, I'd be thinking about, like, it'd be, it just looked like skin. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. It's weird. And then I also have memories of her breastfeeding me. Oh. Yeah, so that's the earliest. How old were you when your mom started breastfeeding you? Um, about two. Okay. Two or three, something like that. Okay. She babied me for a long time. Yeah, she babied me for a long time. I don't know. That sounds painful. I don't know. I remember, I just remember when I was still kind of like around four, she still was kind of drying up. But, mm. you know, it, I don't know. It's weird. I have a really good memory. Mm. But uh, my earliest memory is I was two. Yeah. 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 She was. I don't remember the breastfeeding part. My mother did breastfeed, but I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember breastfeeding. But I know I was two because we the memory that I have was in an apartment that I lived in <clears throat> prior to 83. I was born in 81. So I had to be around two. Um, so. We went, we, it's the first time I'm outside playing in the snow because, you know, Indiana has lots of snow. Mm. And so during the wintertime. So it's the first memory that I have of snow. She had bundled me up in this big ass fucking um, <laughs> blue 
onesie. It was like a coat oval. It was like a one piece coat bubble thing. I think it's <laughs> it so funny when little kids have blue. these big old jackets on. They <laughs> yeah. just be small. <laughs> just like little fat people. Yeah, and I, it was so. <laughs> it was like this big bright blue onesie thingy and i'm like doo, 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 and i'm just running through the snow and i remember the sensation of the snow on my hands being too cold and i'm flicking the snow yeah. off my fingers and and then i'm looking up in the sky and the snowflakes is on my lashes and yeah this like i'm imagining it like i'm not i'm picturing it because this is what i see in the memory and i'm just kind of just running yeah. through the snow but i got really fucking sick oh and my mother, and it was the first time my mother had to deal with me being sick. Aww. And um, and I remember her and me coughing and coughing and coughing. And her like taking me to the doctor, and I remember her laying me the that night, laying me down. I'm all my clothes is off, and she just greasing my whole damn body with Vicks Vaporub <laughs> all over my chest, and it was I hated it. I hate Vicks Vaporub smell. The smell of eucalyptus now, I hate it to this day. Really? Yes, but, that. but it does work. So it was just her, just yeah. my mother caressing my chest and to nurture me and be like, oh. And she was sad because she let me get sick because I was out in the snow. Her being sad and talking about it like, oh, my baby, that got sick. I should have let him out. And just her being so sweet and so nice and um, kissing me on my forehead. Just being a nurturing mom. Yes. And that was the earliest th- that I can remember. It was a sexual memory that I remember I had. <laughs> but not with my mom. I was about no. to say, this is what? Not with my mom, but there is a memory that's earlier than that. <laughs> you talking about with the stepdad? No, no, no. With the uh-huh. um with that little girl. Did I tell you about that? About oh, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was four and I was two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was wow. giving me head. Wow. What? I'm like, what? Get your head. <laughs> I don't that this was around the same time because it was in the same building. Wow. So I don't know which one came first, but that's weird. I remember. <laughs> yes. Really weird. So that's my memory of my mom, where that my very, very first memory of just her being so nurturing and caring and in regards to, you know, being a mother. Like what yeah. I picture Best feeling ever. Are. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. and she and she stayed like that until the drugs happened. But um she's always been that person. Mm-hmm. Um what did you guys did you have a good relationship with your mom prior to transition, Mia? How was you guys' relationship prior to transition? Um, what stage? I feel like they already sensed she was. They already it. clocked my tea. Yeah. My mama mm-hmm. clocked my tea. It was just it. You know how you, you know how somebody know your. You can tell somebody know your tea, but they in denial about it and they about it. But weren't you denying it at, at one point? Um. Well, yeah, I, I, I was. I, I was. Yeah, that's what I, I was. I didn't it know. wasn't it, that I wasn't de- denying it. It was I didn't say suppressing. Yes or no. oh, yeah, I, I wasn't saying yes or no. I I did say I wasn't gay though because right, I thought I wasn't gay. It. No, no, no. That's not denying it because I was never gay. Oh, okay. So I I never lived as a gay male. Oh, now that is a different uh, than from my mm-hmm. narrative. So I did 
live as a gay man for uh, as a gay boy. Not a, I never was a man because I wasn't <laughs> old enough. <laughs> but uh, there was a time between the ages of ten and thirteen mm-hmm. where I identified as a gay boy. Yeah, like I, I knew never what gay was. Yeah, because people just told you, "Oh, this, yeah, what that this is. is what you and are." You kind of like, like, "Oh, you know, I don't feel they, it." But first they calling you a fag, and then you got to find out what fag is. Yeah. and then they like, "Oh, well, gay means that you is a boy that like boys." And then I knew, "Oh, I do like boys." Yeah, they told me the same thing, and I always was like, "I know I'm not gay," oh. because I, I, I didn't know that it was possible. Okay, I just uh-huh. knew that I felt like a girl inside. Right. So I knew I wasn't a guy that was attracted to guys. Interesting. So it was, yeah. I just didn't know that it was possible to transition until I got a little older. But I always knew that internally that I wasn't a mm. guy that liked it, guys. Because I tried mm. to be a guy at one point. I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. And I, it just never worked. Like, I tried to play with the boys. It didn't work. They, they, they could see that I was soft. And then I tried to um, I tried to talk to this one girl named Diana when I was in elementary. And I said, you know, I'm going to give it a go. And it didn't work. And I said, okay, bitch, it's not for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how, you didn't answer the question. What was the question? How did, you, did your mom treat you any different after you went, like, no, full-out woman? Did she? Was That's she what's prior coming. To trans- oh. What did she? What did she? What how did she, she treat like, me before? How did she before? Um, well, cause she knew my tea. She knew that I was different. Mm-hmm. So she was like, when did that start? <clears throat> that started in middle school and high school. She will always tell Oh, this sounds so bad, but yeah, she would tell me I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for Tessa. If you would be this certain type of way, then I would do this for you. But since you're not this certain type of way, then mm. what is these what certain type of way? What okay. So the binary. I just, no. Okay. So, <clears throat> I, I, I didn't want to say word for word because I don't remember exactly word for word. But basically, she was saying, okay, since you want to be different, and I know that you're not doing what I want you to be because I can see that you not want to be a quote-unquote boy. And since you don't want to be what I want you to be, then I'm not going to cater to you. I'm not going to do anything for you. You can figure that out. And then if you do what I want you to do, then I'll help you out. Like, I didn't help. Like, she didn't help me with prom. She helped my sister with prom. I didn't get to go to prom because I had lost my job and I didn't get to pay for anything because I was going to go to prom with this guy from Dallas, but I ended up losing my job at HEB right before prom. So it was but like this is after transition. No, this was before. Oh, you were still doing your thing mm-hmm. as a boy. When, well, yeah. no, this, no, no, this was full time uh, woman is to me considered transition. You, you don't even have to be on moans or nothing to me going full time. woman. Okay, is so I guess tr- this was towards the end, but but in the middle, like in high school and middle school, like I knew that she wasn't doing stuff for me, for me because of that. So what was she clocking? If you hadn't transitioned yet, what was... What they clocked she, that I was femininity. They no, clocked. No, 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 no. Mm. The, no, oh. no. Maybe I'm not asking the question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what is... So what was she expecting from you that you weren't doing? What was it? As her child, what was she expecting a regular boy to do versus what you were doing? Um, like she just knew, like I didn't play with action figures. I played with Barbie dolls. So um, that's I early didn't... on. That's not high school. That's like five, six when you start getting toys. Right. But there was, this was, well, yeah, I wasn't playing Barbie dolls in high school. <laughs> I was, but this was in middle school and mm-hmm. elementary. So what were you doing that was different than what she expected? 
she you just, don't know. I I can't I can't give you word for word. It's just she seen that I was different, and she was like, okay. I know that you're acting different. I know that you're not being what I want you to be. Because I would wear my hair long. She would cut it and say she was cutting my ends and cut my shit to my ears. Or cut, like. baby, one time they had cut me a chili bowl. Baby, one time they had, um, one time they had gave me some doo-doo balls and had me go to school. One time they had. What is doo-doo balls? What is that? Oh, that I, call them, so. I call them doo-doo balls. When when they, um, it's real old school. It's like 90s. They, um, you have short, like a short little afro, but they put rubber bands all the way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I look like the. the puffs. What, I, like Bantu knots, <laughs> but not knots. It's like little. No uh, puffs, puffs, but yeah. everywhere, like yeah. the little, Why? like the guy off of uh, Martin Lawrence with the snotty nose. In yeah, the, a like, blue streak when Martin act yes. like the guy. Yeah, <laughs> and she would. What else? They had gave me <laughs> braids one time. They would just embarrass me to like. I don't know. I guess you're, that's not funny, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's shady. <laughs> but yeah, they would just they they could because with my long hair. I was passable. So once you transitioned, Mm -hmm. like once it was official, I'm no longer being a boy. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman now. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things? How did your mom react to that? Um, She was uh, calling me faggots behind my back to my sister and telling me... um, you just been really with really some positive late. But in things. My th- we gonna get there. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. Re- it really wasn't positive at this time. It wasn't. It was. It was really late. I was being read behind my back, but mm. but in my face, she was saying something different. But my sister would be like, "Oh, girl, she just said such and such and such. She just said that I I can't I I what she said one time. I I can't wait to stop being a faggot or some shit and. Like all this extra time, real homophobic. So, yeah, it was it was negative. Transphobic. Mm-hmm. Like when she first first clocked my tea, I was talking to this guy on MySpace, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she had went through my messages. She started to kick me at the house. Oh, but I was wow. like, girl, who are you gonna kick out the house? Where am I about to go? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I gonna go? <laughs> Not me. Sorry. No shade. I was sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't kick you out. No, she didn't. But she threatened. Yes. And so y'all clearly y'all relationship has changed now. Um so how what did that change started to look like? How what happened to make that change start to happen? If it changed. Well what happened was <laughs> that I demanded my respect and mm. I didn't get that until I was like twenty four. How did you do that and what happened? Um she would keep calling me my boy name, and then she would say, "When are you gonna have? When are you gonna like stop your this?" And then, huh? that's what you call it—your dead name, a name that you don't want to use no more, mm-hmm. your birth name. But it's really called dead name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying that for people that didn't know. Okay, yeah, well, not she you. She would call but me my dead name, and um, it would just really bother me because I was like, "Mama, okay, I understand you feel the way you feel." But it's hurting my feelings, the fact that you are blatantly burning my pussy in my face. And you're not only doing it to me in private, you're doing it to me in public. And so you clocking my tea to people that don't that haven't clocked my tea. So basically you're embarrassing me. And 
it's just shady because I want to build this relationship with you. So one day she had called me, she had called me my, my dead name and I just busted out crying. Like I just literally bawled and I, I did it on purpose to show her that I was serious and that she was actually hurting my feelings. Like this is hurting my feelings. The fact that you are disregarding me, no matter how, no matter what I do. And I'm just like, Oh my God, how far in my transition do I have to get in order for you to respect me? And to realize that this is not a phase. This is not. Yeah. Pretend. Like this ain't me playing dress up. This like is every me. year she would be like, when is this going to end? Because oh. I, I'm, am I going to have grandchildren? When am I going to have grandchildren? I know Tess is going to give me some, but when are you going to give me some? And um, like one day, one time I this this hurt my hurt me to my core. One time I had came to her house, and um, I was like, Mama, I just I had a one on one. I was like, Mama, I don't ever think that I'm ever gonna be with somebody like. I, and she was like, Well, you might have to take in regard that you might just be alone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And she'll never send no motherfucking shit like that to my sister. So, I'm just like, why the fuck do I got to be alone for the rest of my life? But my sister has hope. Mm-hmm. But so but since then, she had... How did it change? Well, I'm really trying to change now. Even now, I'm really distant. It's a working problem. I don't really call like that. I don't really talk. It's really hard for me, even though my mama is really, she's getting older, and she has a lot, a lot of medical issues because she's a disabled veteran. So she mm-hmm. takes about 16, 17 pills. She sleeps with a breathing machine. She walks, she has two braces for both of her knees. She has, um, she walks with a cane. She has uh, scoliosis. She has a lot of things that's going on. And then she, she has a, um, she has a weight problem. Well, not a weight problem. Yeah, she has a weight problem. So that makes it even worse. That mm-hmm. makes the conditions, it can worsen the conditions. So I'm just like, I got to fight that animosity. It's not really animosity. It's almost like a habit. Mm-hmm. It's become a habit. And I have, to, I'm trying to break that habit to become close to my mom. Cause I honestly, I don't know when, like it could it could go it could be any day. Like my mom talks about death all the time, and now that that I haven't seen her in a really long time, like I'm starting to notice that her hands are shaking and stuff. So it could become a point where she can't even control it, and so I'm like, yeah, just I gotta mend that. Even though, even though I am hurt by our past, and I am hurt that she felt that so way it's just, about it's, me. To me, it sounds like it. it it could even it could be a, it could be a tragedy for you to not even get to a point that you guys have rekindled the love that y'all could possibly have as daughter and mother before shit her health fades y'all don't probably don't even have enough time to get to that level of oh my god you see me yeah. Do you feel like that could that could be a possibility? Yeah, because mm. she's been down here. She doesn't even live in Houston, and she came to Houston, and I haven't really even spent no quality time to her. I, I wished her happy birth, a happy Mother's Day today, but I could have done more than that. But I have done more than that. It's just from what I've seen, I've seen her trying. 
She is trying. Uh, yes. Trying to what? Trying. She's trying to keep in communication with both of them and trying to rekindle everything. She and is. She'll tell she me is. if she's beautiful or she looks good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would be real subtle, but she's trying because she's nervous. You know what I mean? Nervous she's just she a nervous person. Mm. She has social anxiety, so mm. she's already nervous as it is. So she's trying. I see it. See, it's, uh, she is. And one day, um, me and my um, best friend Dom had went to see my mom, and she was just like, um, "Has the misgendering stopped?" No, it it has stopped. Oh, that's that's it stopped progress. And she, yes. yeah, it's definitely progress. No, Dr. haven't said she hasn't progressed since then. She's progressed a lot, and she's told me she 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 refers to me sometimes in the wrong pronoun, but that's only when she's with her husband. And no, I she's talk about when she talks about things from the past. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah be and and she just corrects <coughs> it. She's 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 been really really good lately. Like she pulled me to the side, and she was just like, I don't want us to not be able to connect. Like I don't I don't want us to to lose our closeness. Like mm. I want to mend this and. I, I just want to be close again. And what was and your it, response? I, I felt it. like. What did you say? But, no, I was like, I understand, and I want the same thing as well. It's just hard for me to undo that habit and that stop, abuse. That abuse stop from thinking the past. about yeah. what. Get over that. Was done to me when I was younger, like listening mm. and like eavesdropping on conversations about me being a faggot and all oh, the sh- he better not go to jail and oh yeah y'all know what you're gonna be when you Damn. grow up you're gonna be a hairstylist <laughs> and maybe I should have started with you bitch <laughs> I know because <laughs> you I thought this was gonna be a whole different kind of show we done went to the <laughs> ugly side of motherhood that's why I said the positivity oh if it, this is real, real shit it's real this real shit that trans folks gotta deal with so sometimes it's not fucking roses everybody don't have that fucking roses rose petal. Oh yes. my God, my mother! Oh, look! Everybody don't have that, right. and you but are an example. But, but, but mm-hmm. on a positive note, my mother is like the sweetest person. Like I, she would give her last for me. She'll do anything for me. She'll drive like when I didn't have a car at the time. She drove all the way from Waco to drive me back and forth, forty minutes from work, both ways. Yeah. Like she's she she does, and if she has it, she'll give it to me. She'll give her last. She'll borrow from someone else to give to me. And mm-hmm. if she don't got it, she'll say, I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> so she she's a like she's the sweetest person I've ever known. Okay. In that regard. Well, that's good. That's good. She has but some baby. qualities yeah. to. We got to see as parents as people, too. Absolutely. And imperfect. So what about yours? Mine. Oh, the love. Your was mom. Just, oh, sorry. My mom. Um. The coolest fucking person in the world, to be honest. She smokes weed with me. I got to the age where we could smoke. <laughs> we could smoke. I just gave her weed for Mother's Day. Yeah. So and then she showed me her edibles and shit. It was she's just cool as fuck. Like we would just like vibe and listen to music. That's really all we did my whole life. Like I put on jazz and we'll fall asleep to jazz and everything was just we bonded through music a lot. So um she actually put me on Bob Marley. I, if you know me, I listen to reggae a lot. Um when I was growing up, she's always been very nurturing, and she'll always talk, like, she'll speak to me in Spanish sometimes, and, you know, c- try to keep some traditions alive. She'll teach me how to cook, and there's really nothing bad I have to say. The only thing that's, like, really 
weird right now is her her misgendering even though i had to talk with her mm-hmm. um like yeah mom taking hormones and you know uh, this is this is what gender dysphoria is blah 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 blah, blah. and it's kind of like that's the only thing that makes it awkward but how did, so same thing how did she treat you prior to oh Prior. Was there two different things that happened once you came out as a lesbian, or did you ever have to come out as a lesbian? No. You she just kind of just she moved. never switched up like at all, and then and that's the- part of the problem. Is like okay, some things you got to switch up. You got to switch <laughs> up the pronouns <laughs> now, mom. But that's about the only thing. Like she did not switch up. It's still the same. Treat me the same way. Don't look at me in a weird way. Oh, Whenever man. like I just thought about how. Like, hearing other stories about people, like, I would talk down on my parents because of their way of parenting. It would be, like, it won't be really emotionally communicative. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it, like they didn't teach me that I'm gonna, I was going to have a period. And it was real weird a lot of times. Like, it will be, I don't know. I'm thinking, now that I reflect, I'm like, is it because they know that's something I didn't want to know about, I didn't want to talk about? They could sense that masculinity, but I felt like the communication was the biggest problem. But other than that, she's just a really positive person. Like she has, she always had a lot of friends when she was growing up and um, everybody likes her. Her customers always brings her stuff. It's just, she, she's always what I look for in a woman. You know what I mean? She's that good of a person. I kind of just look for that Have nurturing you ever asked aspect. her why she never Talk to you about periods. That is kind of weird. To me. <laughs> I did <didn't. laughs> have a girl child and not expect to have a conversation. About yes, periods? yes. Did they do your sister like that? My sister was very vocal. Of, she didn't care about. She's she's in tune with her body. She wasn't ashamed to be like, "This is going on in my body." You know what I mean? And so However, she kind of forced the conversation. Yeah, my mom is very vocal with my sister as far as personal stuff, but I've never been like, "Mom, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. This is blah blah blah. This is my." But periods is kind of that's pussy care, right? <laughs> like it's like I gotta take care of you. This is how I, I was so. But the thing is, dog, I was so private about everything. Like, oh, I that she didn't know that your period came. Yes, she did. Gotcha. No, it can't. Okay, now that's explaining. <laughs> but I still feel like you can say, hey, by the way. You about that age. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I never, they could kind of tell whenever stuff was, bo- my mom can read me better than anybody in the world. So mm. she knows something, she knows it's something I'm not comfortable with. Like I would buy pads, like I would sneak, I'd be like, mom, can I have some money? And she'd be like, why? And I'd be like, to get some juice and I'll buy pads or something. You know and what I mean? she would know you were bypassed? No. Oh, I was so secretive with everything. Oh, yeah. That's why y'all had a conversation. <laughs> she didn't even know it was happening. All <laughs> right. Right. So okay. that, that makes sense. The only problem we've ever had was just her misgendering me. Mm. That's the only problem. And how thing. are you navigating that? Right now, I'm trying to stop running away from the situation. And I want to be around them more so they could... Cause all they, all she really knows is the girls are. Yeah. After I've been transitioned, I got really private, like really private and secluded. So I'm kind of like I need to go around her so she can see 
she could get used to people calling me sir and when we in public she could get used to people calling me he interesting you know what i mean so you have been avoiding those kind of hard tough conversations by not being around them yes has she ever called you and be like what the fuck is going on why are you not around or just have you always been isolating like that no that that's also another thing we struggle with she's kind of passive on a lot of shit She's passive on a lot of stuff. She won't really speak up. She's kind of people satisfying in a way. Mm-hmm. But she, she don't take no shit. But I've seen my mom be bold as hell. I'm like, Mom, like if we have to get in a fight, you know, <laughs> I'm not really ready for that right now. <laughs> but it'll be those type of situations. But it's really only the misgendering. Mm. So that's still a work in progress. Right gotcha. Now. Interesting, yeah. interesting. What about you? Well, we kind of know a lot of your background. Yeah, I think. Uh, like, I, I I think I've told y'all this. My mother had, there was some, because she had such a tumultuous relationship with her mother and she went through like sexual assault when she was younger, mm-hmm. being molested, um, because she come from such a bad childhood. Her mothering overcompensated. Mm. So, like, my mother was fiercely protective. Like, nobody could whoop me. Like, whooping me? No. Mm. Nobody can put their hands on me. Um, I couldn't spend the night over people's house unless, like, she vetted them. (laughs) Like, I need to know everything about these people. Um, I need to know him. I need, you know what I'm saying? She was really fiercely, fiercely protective. Um, I never went without any, I never went without. Like prior to the drugs, my mother was, there There was no shortcomings to her mothering. She was aff- affectionate. She was protective. She was nice. She was sweet. Um, but then the drugs happened. So once the drugs happened, the sweetness in her stayed. But it's like, it's like, oh, my mom is here. And it's sweet and hug and kissy, kissy. But then the lights shut off. Oh, come. Let me get the candles and it's okay. You see what I'm saying? It was like some weird Twilight Zone thing to where <laughs> she's still being this sweet mother. But shit is, she's neglecting us. We don't have food. Mm. And but she's still making it seem like oh everything's so nice and sweet. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's this weird thing where th- when the reality hit, it hit hard mm. because she was pacifying us. Well, me, all my my brothers were um kids. Like they were five and six months. You see what I'm saying? So mm. they, my youngest brother, don't know the mother that I had. Because yeah, all mine, he, mine don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All he all he knows is the drug addict. Mm. So, and it's funny if you listen to both of us, all three of us, all my brothers, we have so different views of my mom. So my brother, the middle child, my mom, when she got totally strung out on drugs, she did. She felt her the best decision for him was to give him to his father. Mm. Which was because his father wasn't on drugs. He went mm-hmm. to church. He had a job. Da 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 da. Yeah. And so she was like, "I'm not doing right, and so I need to, you know, let me give him me and my other little brother. We didn't have, we had bullshit as dads, mm-hmm. so we didn't have anybody to go. So we we end up going to my grandmother. 
But my grandmother didn't like my transition, so she kicked me out. And so I had to go to a group home. So my little brother was raised by my grandmother. The middle child, the middle son was raised by his own father. And I went to a group home. So our relationship with our mother, me, I remember the old mother. So I'm like, I want that old mother back. So it's always me reconciling what you used to be to what you are now. My middle brother is always, oh, my God, you gave me up to my father. You abandoned me. You abandoned me. So he has this guilt thing with my mom. Like, you gave me away that he uses against her. And then my little brother, he's more like, oh, that's my mom. I'm <laughs> loving to see her. Because when he when he was with my grandmother, her coming to visit my grandmother, even when she was strung out and on the street chasing drugs, her coming was always a special thing because it was rare. So anytime that he has a chance to be around her, it's Aww. always, oh, mom. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, this bitch be out fucking smoking crack all night. Why are you happy? <laughs> you know, it, that's what me and my younger brother had that relationship where I would be angry with him being happy to see her. And like, I would be like, be mad at her like me. <laughs> <laughs> I would want him to be angry with her for not being the old mother, but he doesn't know the old mother. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, mm, I want to be bad. But, and then he's all happy and go lucky. Oh, mom. So that we all have different relationships with her mm-hmm. and it just changed. Like the drug, the drug just changed. Like I was constantly searching for, my old mother to come back and she never did even to this day she never did but she still is that sweet person mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so when we're around each other she's still sweet and she's still nice and she's still that mother right so but we there's all this trauma around how you messed up my life with drugs yeah you see what I'm saying? Going to prison and I have to drop out of college. And still seeing take... that is triggering, huh? Yeah, and yeah. still seeing it going on. It triggers me and I and I want her to get her shit together and I put her in a situation to get her shit together and uh, it's just annoying. So, yeah. going through that process of her drugs, it did to a positive thing too because what happened was when I transitioned, she was in the middle of the le- worst part of her drug addiction where she just was fucking irresponsible living in people's house not working hair all over her head just the worst part of drugs now what happens after you've been on drugs for a long time you start to learn how to function with it and so that's where she's at now where she has her place and you know she's still doing drugs yeah still an addict but she's like a functional addict like she knows to pay her bills so she won't be on the street like she does what she can do to live very bare minimum and to be able to take care of her habit. Yeah. But when they first start, it's like, it's out of control. Yeah. They don't have nothing. Like everything goes to get hot. And so I had to drop out of school. I had to, um, take care of my brother. So when I transitioned, even though my mother was like a homophobe, she couldn't really say anything to me negative because I lived in a group home. You can't say, 
threaten and say, oh, you got to get out of my house with that gay shit. Mm-hmm. Because I live in a group home. You can't say shit. You can't tell me. there. You can't give me any consequences yeah. to there's nothing. I don't live with you. And then on top of it, I live in a group home because you fucking neglectful. How the fuck you going to take a moral stance against my transition and you a whole fucking crackhead that's not taking care of your children? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, so she wouldn't dare say anything like that. Then when I really got in the thick of things and I was really, yo, I'm getting titties. I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? At this point, I got fucking custody of my brother. I got my custody, custody of my brother when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So me getting custody of him, I am literally taking care of your child, your responsibility. How how would you even begin to? And I was taking care of him before then because yeah. she had got clean for a little bit and got Rakim back from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then she relapsed. And guess who was living there? You. Me. And guess who was paying bills? Me. (laughs) (laughs) So she couldn't, there was never this moment of, you know, there was never a moment she could justify saying anything like that, even though I know, I didn't know at the time because she never, also my mother had this thing about her feelings about homosexual homosexuality or transsexuality. So mind you, my mom, my mom's roots is in Mississippi raised in indiana so this transsexuality thing it's all faggot shit to her this is all homosexuality stuff yeah, <laughs> you see me? ain't no ain't no separation she was ignorant in that fact Love so it. this was gay shit you see what i'm saying this was just gay shit this is shit that you know just wasn't right and wasn't natural and da, 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 da. so this is her mindset about these things and so but her feelings about homosexuality did not outweigh her feelings about what a mother should be to their child. Mm. So my, like I said, my mother was fiercely protective and that's what she feel like a mother should be. So even though I was this thing that she kind of morally didn't like, mm-hmm. it couldn't, I can't abandon my children though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And she's like, I can't abandon my children. I can't be mean to my children. I can't be negative and not give my children what they need in regards to their affection. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that. So when it came to me and in my face, my mother never, never gave me any inkling that she was against me. Like never at one point I found out years later and it kind of broke my heart. But then right in that instance, I was like, she took this long and I had to find it out from somebody else that I trusted my little brother Mm. that my, how my mother really felt. But because I thought from her, how she treated me, it was so loving and accepting. Anytime somebody says something about me, my mother was like, what the fuck? That's my child. If I don't give if if she if she came out of my motherfucking pussy and I don't give a fuck, this is something she's literally said. If she came out of my motherfucking pussy and I don't give a fuck, why the fuck you give a fuck? Mind your fucking business. This is the type of mother that I had. Boom. So in my mind, she was just on my trans. Yeah. So I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know that she had these internal homophobic feelings right. until years later when she, we knew she was about to go to prison. She was about to go to prison and um, 
my little brother, I was old enough to take care of him. I was like 21 when I first got him. And she asked, she said, there's three people that you can go to. Your grandmother, but my grandmother, what we didn't know, what my mom did, but we didn't know. My grandmother was on drugs at this point now, too. Hmm. So she had never been on drugs, but she got with this nigga. Oh, and they like 50-something. And you f- becoming a crackhead, bitch, right. what? <laughs> like, we didn't, and I didn't know. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, she done got on, at this point, she done got on drugs, too. My mom knew, because my mom would get high with her. So, <laughs> ain't that crazy? Anyway, so she knew. She said, you can go with your grandmother, or you can go with your Aunt Joe, or you can go with Diamond. And my little brother said, oh, I want to go with Diamond. But, you know, they're talking I'll about say that too. Okay. They're talking about me, so they're saying my <laughs> dead name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my mother was like, let's say my dead name is Daryl. Uh, uh, you, why the fuck would you want to go with Daryl? He's a fag. And my little brother told me that. And if anybody else had told it to me, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed that my mother had said that. Because, like I said, she has yeah. been so fiercely protective and saying pro-loyal things about me to other people. But it was my little brother telling me that she said it. So I'm going to believe it. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This is, and he was telling the truth. She did say it. And so they end up forcing him to choose my grandmother. Oh, wow. Even though you was the best fit. Even though you was young. I was young, and I was in college. I wasn't the best fit. Oh, I I wasn't mentally in the right. Mentally, I was. Okay. Yes. So we end up. Go, he ended up actually going to my grandmother, and so I end up going back to school because I was prepared to drop out if she if he had made the decision. But I end up going back to school in the fall because this happened over the summer, and so he told me that I was like, what? And it just kind of broke my heart that my mother would say something like that about me. Cause she had always been this person that I thought was loyal and didn't care about that. And so when I confronted her about it, her conversation was, I didn't wish this on you. I didn't wish this. I didn't want this. I can't lie. I can't say that I wanted this. Mm -hmm. You was my oldest child, my beloved. Everybody knows that you are my favorite child. Even my other children, they say it. They, <laughs> everybody knows that you were my golden child. That's what my little brothers call me. Yeah, you ain't going to say nothing to the golden child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, because they know that I'm my mother's my favorite. My, I'm, my, my mother, I'm my mother's favorite. So they know that. And so she was like, I can't tell you that I wanted this for you. I can't. T- this wasn't my dream. And I understood it. But I'm like, that kind of language, though. Like calling me faggots and shit, like a motherfucker on the that street. That hurt. Yeah, it's like my, my sister did the same thing. Yeah, like I, there was a point where I didn't know how my mom felt. Like I would have to hear it from and w- other people. Like she was being nice to me, and then one like really, really sweet. And then one day, my sister was like, "Yeah, mom talked to me, and she was like, oh, I can't believe the faggot.' Da da da. I gag. Yeah, and so feeling that feeling from my mom, who had been so protective over me it just was weird mm-hmm. so we did get over it because like i said i oh in, what ended up happening my grandmother i ended up visiting my grandmother over the holiday mm-hmm. and i told you she was a crackhead too and my brother had, didn't have a fucking coat he had holes in his socks and this is the middle of winter mm-hmm. and you getting fucking money from him from the state and he doesn't have a fucking jacket 
I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I stayed and was like, no, this ain't right. I know she's not taking care of him. And so I dropped out of school. I withdraw from school and I went to the court and I got, I wrote my mother a letter while she was in prison saying, you need to t- give me guardianship over him. You need to sign this notary public that I'm guarding so I can take him away from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so she did it. And when my grandmother found out, she kicked us out mm-hmm. in the middle That's of crazy. January. And it's cold, right? Cold, snow and everything. And we didn't have anywhere to go. And she she bagged up his clothes and put it outside in the snow. Mm -mm. Because we took her food stamps and we took her money from the state so she can get high with. And so I I didn't like my grandmother from, not from, I I didn't like her before then. But definitely didn't fuck with her after this. Hell yeah. So I went and stayed with uh, an aunt. And she's not really my aunt. She's my uncle's wife but he's dead now but his his ba- his children's mother and so we went to stay with them and so anyway I, I this relationship with my mom when I took custody of my brother and we got my own place she couldn't act funny about my transition and so it got to the point where she was like you know this is you I knew this is who you were going to be I didn't know you she, and she would say I didn't know you were going to be trans I didn't know you was going to transition to a woman but I knew from the time you was two that you was going to be gay because she would say shit like years before I even admitted I was quote unquote gay she would say well yeah you may be a fag but <laughs> you ain't going to be no punk she would say shit like that mm-hmm. in regards to like me being fighting people yeah. like if somebody bullying you you fight their ass back and long as you don't hit the my my rule at school is if I got suspended for fighting at school, long as I wasn't the person who threw the first punch, I never understood I that. I wouldn't get you wouldn't get in trouble. I wouldn't get in trouble if they hit me and I hit them back. Oh, I could twirl their ass down, that and is, I wouldn't get a whooping when I got home because my, my mother was my mother was like, oh, if you don't hit first. If you hit first, then you get in trouble because you don't put your hands on people. But if they put their hands on you, wear their ass out. <laughs> That's how my mama was. See, my parents never had that talk with me. They were Ooh. just like, oh, go go in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, remember, no, no, no. I remember one time I had came home and these boys had chased me home. And I was like, they're chasing me. Mama, my mama said, if you don't go outside and fight them, you're going to get your ass up when you get back inside. Yeah, that was my mom too. I said, Damn. <laughs> I'm not going to get this ass open. I'm going to go twirl. Feel, do y'all feel like that's a, a, a thing? Male. Put, yeah. Yes, they didn't. Is. They didn't do that to me. Girls, no. You yeah. Like, girls, they don't want you to fight. <laughs> they try, That's not ladylike to fight. Now, sometimes, like, if you're in the hood, <laughs> you might get that mom that's like, if it's against other girls, don't let them girls be bullying on you. And it, it might be like that, but they kind of don't encourage girls to fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. But. Boys, Did your mama yeah. ever say don't hit a girl? Oh yeah. My mama said that to no, me. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. One time. So the the <laughs> early stages of me, the early stages, uh-huh. six, seven, eight. Uh-huh. Yes, it was like oh, little boy, boys is not supposed to hit girls. When I got older, my mother said, but you gotta understand, my mama was a tomboy type of girl. Right. Like she ended up being with a woman later on. Not <laughs> she ended up being with a in a lesbian yeah. relationship. My mother was a tomboy kind of girl. Once she got over the homophobia shit. But she, 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 and so she would say when I got older, it changed from boys ain't supposed to hit girls to if a woman puts herself in the position of a man and is trying to fight you, 
Treat that bitch like a man. Baby, that's exactly what my mama said. Okay, this is what happened. I went to the Boys and Girls Club, Mm -hmm. and we all was playing outside, and it was everybody's turn to drink from the water hose. Mm -hmm. Well, this little bitch didn't want want to (laughs) wait for my turn. (laughs) Bitch, it was my turn. So this bitch took the water hose and bust me in the nose with it, and my nose was bleeding. And I wanted to twirl her so bad, but I lived right up the street. I went home and told my mama. I said, Mama, she was like, what happened? What happened to you? I was like, this girl hit me in the nose with a hose. She said, what did you do? Why didn't you hit her back? I said, because you told me not to hit girls. She said, no. You should have hit her ass back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mother was definitely, she was definitely the one to say, if she, if you're big enough to throw a punch, you're big enough to take one, boy or girl. No shame. When I got older, when I was younger, was boys don't pose to hit girls. Boys don't pose to hit girls. Boys don't pose to hit girls. So I asked you that. I want to know mm-hmm. if did your parents ever tell you that it was okay if you could hit? It was okay for you to hit guys. No, but I used to anyway. <laughs> like and I used to fight my cousins. Like and th- no, I'm really talking about them. like as far as like being in a relationship, not even being in a relationship, but like being with some a guy. Like I know some women are like, oh, bitch, I know if I call the police and you hit me, you going to jail. And so some women are like, I can pop you, but you can't pop me. And they turn men that wouldn't be beaters into men that hit women. What? I uh, know. I okay, just got no, confused. But no, listen. Okay, this is okay. This is my narrative, because I've seen. What men was the question first? Which one? You asked me a question. You said, "Have your parents ever said it was okay to hit a guy?" Oh, okay. And you answered it. Right, right. Keep going. No, but I've seen guys that would normally hit women that get wore out by women, get their nose broke, get their lips busted, and then they start hitting women back, and then they turn into. Women beaters. Oh, I've seen somebody do really? that. I've seen that happen to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm, are you talking about like they go into their next relationship beating women? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Nah, then they was a beater. Now, it's different when he's defending himself against her. Right. And she's doing all this nose breaking and da 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 da. This busting and fighting him. Yeah. And he defends himself. But if he went from in this abusive relationship with this woman who was abusing him and he was hitting her, he used to hit her back and then go into a new relationship and he's beating on somebody, then no, she didn't turn him into an abuser. He was beating on somebody before. Even if that, it's just, just that's just in him. He, he didn't, he was not taught how to control, how to keep his mitts to his fucking self. Because this new woman ain't beating on you, so why are you, why are you inclined to beat on her? I don't think this first woman turned him into a beater. He's just trash. You don't trash. think it leads to that? No. Hmm. I, d- I know. I think if you weren't taught right to keep your fucking hands to yourself as a man, then... You know, I think that everybody should keep their fucking hands to themselves. I do too. I, I agree. feel like you shouldn't even be in a relationship or any type of that you got to be commitment. Violent. If you feel like you got to pop somebody, then you don't even need to be with them. I totally agree. Anyway, we talk yeah, about mamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree. But um, but our relationship anyway. Me and my mom's relationship got better by um communication. By me, not just nah, yeah, but no, we were communicating. Oh, okay. We it was we were we are real, open, direct, vocal. and open okay. vocal people. That's our the thing whole family. I didn't have with my parents. That's yeah. the only thing we definitely talked when we had a problem. We talked about it, right? But I think what it was is I be when I became a woman and started going through things, and she was able to have conversations with me as a woman. 
Like when oh, I was you were a, able to do that. Yes, oh, right. Nice. And so when I was younger, you know, she's teaching how. To, my mother was a single mom, so she's trying to teach me how to be a man. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because I don't have a father, so she's doing the best she can as a woman to teach me how to be the type of man that she thinks that she wants me to be. Right. And so she was, you know, there were certain lessons. But then when you transition, they go through the resistance of the resistance to your womanhood. But then as you go through life and you start dating men who may be abusive, dating men who may be verbally abusive, dating, um, dating in general, and you start going through that, those things that women all go through and she can relate to. And you start talking to her about the situation and, you know, and you guys started to relate on a woman to woman level. I think that changed my mother's perspective because she started to see me like, Oh man, your life is really a lot like mine in regards to what we have to go through as women. And she would see it firsthand. And I didn't think she realized that that was going to happen because she still was thinking, Oh, this is just a punk. This is just a fag. Mm -hmm. And so when she started to see my life and how it's, and you know, my possibility changed Mm -hmm. and us navigating the world together and people just not knowing, like literally we would be somewhere and people not know that I was trans and and she really it just it just I think my womanhood and our connection as to women being woman to woman the real that's what changed it mm-hmm. and I never had issues with pronouns with her I never had issue with names mm-hmm. we never really had those kind of issues yeah when I first transitioned like mm-hmm. at 16 17 yes but after like 18 I ain't never I was she always called me her daughter she always called me diamond she, you get what I'm saying? Sometimes, like if she's talking to people on the phone who know me as the old person, <laughs> she might say it. Like if she, she'll say, yeah. well, yeah, I was talking to Diamond and they was like, who is Diamond? Boom. Boom. Then my name. old name. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Her name is Diamond. And she'll say it on the phone. It's sometimes it's that. Um if she's talking about me in the past, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. if she's talking about me in the past, she'll use he. Yeah, she'll use those in reference to that sometimes, but it's never in a hurtful way in regards to that. So uh-huh. I think us talking woman to woman and learning through um, experiences or her relating to certain experiences, niggas trying to holler at me and trying to holler at her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just different things that life has put us in me showing my my loyalty like mm-hmm. unconditional loyalty to her in regards yeah. to her addiction in regards to when she needs me mm-hmm. i think that um that changed it just solidified our love even more and it changed how she thought about my transition and so it became more of this loving so now we're at the point where we're just dealing with her addiction yeah. and when she's ready to get off drugs i just want to be there to support her and be there for her. Yeah, that's what's up. So anyway, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day <laughs> to, to all, all the moms. I have a question. No, I have a question though. Why? I was asking me this. Why do a lot of the people call like the trans quote unquote moms gay moms? I don't get that. Oh, because it's cultural. <laughs> I, told, I know. I tried to explain that to uh-huh. him because I was like, you know. I was like, Diamond's like our gay mom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why would you say your gay. gay mom? Because she's not gay. And I was like, it's just like a saying. Like, it's 
So now this is antiquated. This language is antiquated. So you got to understand this is coming from a time where this trans thing wasn't really popular. It wasn't mm. the trans thing wasn't the uh, it wasn't a thing. You see what I'm saying? Like right. yes, trans people were it was around. just black and white. It just was the gay gay was a umbrella term for all of us. Gotcha. The lesbians, the gays, the trans, the gay was like the gay community. Mm -hmm. Now we have the LGBT community, but the word gay used to mean at one point the whole, all of us as a whole. It was an umbrella term that include all of us. So when we would adopt children in the culture Mm -hmm. because they got abandoned from their parents, they they their quote unquote real mom. Remember this language is antiquated. Shout we, out we, to we, them, right? The real mom, aka the aka the now we will call them the cis mom or the bio mom. Oh. We the real mom was here, and then the gay mom, the the community mom. Mm-hmm. It was we, gay would mean the gay community. It wouldn't just mean oh. her sexuality is gay. It would be the okay. gay the gay community mom. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So when we have children, this is when I talk about Brandon, that's my gay son. Mm-hmm. When I talk about Brian, that's my gay son. Like these are my gay son. Not I'm gay. <laughs> it's just I these this is my gay community son. You oh, see what I'm saying? Okay. So that's how it would be. It's just it's a, it's a, it's becoming antiquated like I said. It's a, a things from the past coming into the future and it hasn't really caught up. Mm-hmm. But um Okay. You know, I'm hearing gay mom less and less and less, right? Yeah. Hopefully yeah, we hear fish less and less. Yeah, we're trying to get out of that. <laughs> gotta get out of there's language that's that we're trying to get out of. Just and new terminology. It takes it takes time. Yes, yes, it, it does. It takes time, it takes um practice. So is the cunt bad? <laughs> yes. And it's bad, huh? Well, shout out to Diamond, cause happy Mother's Day to uh-huh. you. what do you guys wish for black mothers in this coming year between this mother's day and next mother's day i wish or poc mothers what's that people of color Mm -hmm. what do i want to see from them specifically Uh, Oh, for, for them. them. Uh, I would like to see the non-binary moms be appreciated more, the lesbians moms, the trans moms, all of that to be included, inclusive, mm. and not just about cis moms. So I've been really vocal about that this Mother's Day specifically. Some people kind of been in their feelings about it. If oh, we wow. on some All Lives Matter shit, I'd be like, I said it on my, on my Instagram, Happy Mother's Day to the trans moms, kissy face. And then this girl commented, and other ones too, I said no. I'm in at this specific time. Of course, by default, Happy Mother's Day to cis moms. But yeah, I would like to see all those moms be more appreciated. Absolutely. And I would just like, you know, to for them to be celebrated like every year. Nothing, but nothing specifically, more specific. Like, yeah. I think they're not, I don't think they're not included. Yeah, they are. Not included a lot of times. Really? Mm-hmm. You talking about cis, I mean, trans moms? and trans Oh, no, yeah. they don't get enough visibility at all. Even the gay moms, quote unquote, don't get enough. It yeah. was kind of epic the other day, not the other day, maybe like two months ago. What This is what I do. I don't know if anybody else do it. I go on Facebook and I look for events that fit my interests and yeah. I'll go to them. 
when like say like for example there was an event that happened at university of houston about lgbt folks and there was this videos that would that that they were a documentary that they were putting out and so it was a panel of lgbt people Mm -hmm. and it was at the university of houston and i went to it just as a something to do and so i went to it and it was a trans woman a trans man um, a queer woman and a queer man on the stage and they were talking and they were all from Houston. There's like local people. Oh. And, um, and what was beautiful is the queer woman, black queer woman, lesbian, you know, just full, just no, nothing else. Just, I'm a just lesbian, mm-hmm. <laughs> not non-binary, no kind of trans. It's just, I'm a woman, love being a woman and I love women. Right. She said to the trans woman, I want to thank you for mothering me when I needed a mother. Mm-hmm. Because when I came out, your house was the one that I came to that I felt safe in mm-hmm. as a trans person. She was like, I wasn't the only person. I come to your house, I knew that I could be myself and I would be loved and I wouldn't be judged. I would be the person. Other gay men would be the person. Other lesbian women would come to your house because you were the matriarch of the gay community. Right. And I would come and feel safe and I want to thank you for being mom. I had never... And I'm getting chills thinking about it now. I had never heard a queer woman tell that to a, tr- a cis a woman. Yes. Not just a queer woman, but just a cis woman say that to a trans woman. Because, you know, they always on some, right. you can't have babies. You can't do this. But I had never heard right. a queer woman acknowledge a trans woman's motherhood and how we, you know, I love that motherfucker over there. Uh-huh. And, you know, I could easily be like, people (laughs) but that is my people right you know and so uh, i i have children i have Uh people y'all i love Uh y'all and so people that i adopt as my as as my children and so and that is a form of mothering exactly you deserve visibility come out of my birth canal right (laughs) but you know, I nurture and take care. Maybe not financially, because I'm broke, bitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, some, but I, but I, I, I nurture and try to be somebody a safe space for y'all. Right. And I think that is important. Yes, I it is. Important mother, and for I had people never who heard don't that. have that, mm-hmm. or people who may have who a mother, do. but yeah. their mama ain't shit. Yeah, they don't have. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think it's really important to cl- include cis and trans. And non-binary mothers in that narrative around mother in Mother's Day. What about you? What would you hope for black mothers? Um, I will hope in the future that a lot of is this something like a that's okay. I will hope that in the future that a lot of black mothers wouldn't see their black sons being killed. Mm. I, I will hope that some some type of change will be made in right. the future. Mm. Um. I would hope that a lot of them, and a lot of trans our, our daughters, yeah, and the trans daughters, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that a lot of our black women won't have that that narrative of a baby daddy. They'll have a happy home, a full figure home like mm-hmm. the counterparts, yeah, mm-hmm. regardless of their situation. Mm-hmm. And um. I also will hope Ooh, that they're they're, they're able to be more to to go against the stigma of of black women not accepting their children for who they are regardless of their gender. Mm. 
No, those are my t- most of my three wishes. That was really good because mm-hmm. I forgot about that aspect. But um, I was also about what was I about to say? <laughs> it kind of slipped. Um, basically, I would like to. S- oh fuck! I don't know what I was gonna say. I was. <laughs> what I want to see, <laughs> I would love for Black women to experience joy on unbridled joy right. because we are always policed we are always shame for having a lot of kids shamed and, and disrespected for, for navigating this world and being free in every kind of way and i would love for them to have that unbridled joy to be able to live freely unpoliced however they want to however their joy manifests i wish they had access to that type of joy right and that's what I wish for black mothers and all the mothers listening. We want to say happy, happy mother's, mother's day. day. You better do it. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday. So you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Every little thing's going to be all right.